are tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by IDE Computers. Now your hosts, Sam Dunham, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, and Josh Harrison. Hey, welcome back to the Nerd Overload. Of all the pop and geek culture shows out there, ours is the most human. I'm Josh Harrison. And I'm Cody Pinnock. All right, so let's do uh, check it out. Uh, I've just pretty much just been reading comic books. I got a stack of comics on Sunday, and I got Shields 1, 2, and 3, Spider-Gwen, Silk, Star Wars number 2. I still need to get Darth Vader, though. And I was just pretty much just reading those. Yeah, I need to pick up the Star Wars ones. I went and picked up my comics, but they didn't have any Star Wars. That's lame. So, yeah, I was out Star Wars. Also, I'd waited so long to pick up my poll that I just had a huge stack, and I haven't had a chance to work through them yet. Yeah, I've... Um... I've been reading the Shields. Those are ones are pretty interesting because they basically took the characters from the show and put them into the comic universe. So they're kind of like running around in those cheesy Shield uniforms that are blue <laughs> with the, like the white straps and stuff. The I've read in issue two, uh, the new Miss Marvel shows up. Oh, cool! And uh, they're running around with that, and it's kind of funny because in the very first issue, Coulson it shows Coulson like through the years, like as a kid and in college and stuff. His pretty much his his hobby is cataloging superheroes and what they can do so he's been running he's basically been doing shield work his entire life that's cool he even makes like a comment where he talks about um uh like somebody asked him how do you know all this stuff he goes well you know when your hobby becomes your work it's great <laughs> but no, nice. i've i've been really enjoying it sounds good well on the comics front i i at least caught up with batgirl the oh, i'm new- still behind i'm oh. still over behind <laughs> it's really good and the last one kind of reveals a very interesting twist that really makes the whole thing worth it. Yeah, I, I, I picked up the first issue with the new costume and stuff and being in Burnside, but I have not picked up anything beyond oh, it's, that. Oh, it's good. But, like, without spoiling it, the, maybe Batgirl's memory isn't what, she, know, thinks what it is. she thinks it is. Okay. Which is pretty bad for her because her memory is, you know, her superpower, her didactic is it didactic is that how you pronounce it memory so you can remember anything uh i, I thought it was like identic identic maybe it's identic either way photographic memory yeah remembering every detail about everything yeah when that's one of your main powers what do you do when it's not when something about it isn't right okay so yeah it's an interesting concept it's a great book and uh this, i've been playing the new five nights at freddy's that came out that's a like two days one? ago the that- third one and something about it is not right. It's, is it? Is that the one where they like some company took and bought the animatronics or something? Yeah, and they and they built a haunted house with the relics and stuff okay. from the old restaurant. Oh, okay. But there, there's only one animatronic this time instead of the group that's coming after you. Oh. And the game plays a little is more about leading this one animatronic away from you. We, with audio, with sound, playing sound in different rooms to like kind of corral him around. So kind of like a um, amnesia. Uh, was that it? I don't. I didn't play a lot of amnesia. Uh, yeah, you, you pretty much had like one monster. You were pretty much running from constantly. Yeah, uh, I don't. Like, I don't know if it compares because you're, you're stuck in one place all the time. And yeah, Freddy's. And well, you, that's you, how amnesia is. You're trapped in this house. Yeah, but I mean, like one stationary position that you can't move from. Oh. Yeah, and you're you're working with outdated technology, so you have you constantly have to reboot your systems to be able to see around you, 
or and there's a ventilator that needs rebooted or you suffocate. Oh, jeez. But the problem is the jump scares are now caused by these hallucinations that you have probably because of the poor ventilation. Yeah. And they can happen at any time instead of it being a punishment for you not being able to, or for failing the game. Oh, okay. And the actual jump scares when you fail, it's not that scary. I don't, I don't know why you did it different, but it's, it's slower and there's less of a audio cue for losing that it just, it doesn't scare you as much. And those hallucinations, you, you, they get predictable. Yeah. So they don't get you, they get you maybe the first two times and after that you see him coming. Oh, okay. So like he changed up the formula, but not in a good way. That's depressing. I I haven't played him, but I've been thinking about it. Yeah, they're they're really good, and the lore and the story involved is really well done. And the first two games are really good, but this one, I just don't like it. That's depressing. That to and um, did you watch uh, Last Man on Earth? No, on I Fox? still I still haven't gotten around the to it. Will Forte um, and was it Phil Miller? No, Phil Miller's the character's name. It's Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Oh, okay. The the Twenty Two Jump Street yeah. guys, they, the TV show where Will Forte plays the last man left on the planet after a virus wipes everybody out. It's hilarious. It's really really good. Okay. Well, I I already I from the commercials and stuff, I've already made a prediction that he will find out he is not the last man on Earth. Still, uh, from the first two episodes, he's still the last man. Oh, so they already, so they've already introduced a female yeah. character. Yeah, and it's okay. Kristen Schell who's the best. Oh, okay. And she's hilarious. Okay. Like it's, it's one of the better TV shows I've seen in a long time, and I'm really excited about where it's going to go. And I know Shield came back this week, but I haven't checked it out. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I, I haven't watched any of Shield, so and then, <laughs> except um, the first episode. Beyond that, I watched uh, I watched the new Star in the Forces of Evil. Oh yeah, I saw that. That that was really good. And then I watched uh, the season finale of Star Wars Rebels. I need to catch up on that. I watched the first episode and I thought it was good. You mean enough. like the mini movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely kind of they finally found a like a niche that kind of worked. Cool. There's a really cool lightsaber fight in it. It's almost echoes some of the really good ones that were in Clone Wars. Cool. All kinds of reveals and stuff, and the fact that they've actually slowly been adding in characters that existed within this within the universe already. Oh, that's like, nice. Uh, like uh, Billy DeWilliams came back and voiced Lando. Oh, cool. For an episode. Uh, they've had um, Grand Moff Tarkin doing yeah. stuff. Cool. And then then you know, it was all over the internet. Vader shows up for like the last two minutes and he doesn't say anything. <laughs> he just walks down a ramp and he's breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have to pay anybody for the voice. Pretty much. But but in the um the re the release, the second airing of the Spark of Rebellion movie, uh James Earl Jones actually did a voice for Vader talking to the Imperial Inquisitor. Cool. But uh, I think that's enough of things I've done. Uh, let's probably get into new things. The Avengers trailer, a new one finally dropped. Have you seen it yet? No, I've not seen it. It just dropped today, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like I haven't a had a chance. Ago. Yeah. <sighs> is, it, is it that different than the other ones? Cause, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's actually a lot of new scenes and um, kind of more explaining to what, what Ultron is as far as the movie universe goes. And... Uh, you know, just kind of, and it's a lot of, a lot of Ultron talking. And there's a lot of scenes, a lot of different things going on. Some new Hulkbuster Hulk kind of fight, like up the side of a building kind nice. of thing. I mean, just robot swarms, all kinds of stuff. And then at the very, very end, you see that there's like huge close up of the Vision's face. 
Oh, so it does spoil the yeah, kind of the spoil, vision it does looks. spoil the yeah. vision, which really kind of makes me a little sad because it was one of those things like in this world of knowing everything all the time is I really wanted to be some surprises. Yeah, I, I was thinking about just not watching it just because just to leave some stuff for the movie. Because yeah. unfortunately, the internet doesn't let us do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably end up seeing it at some point. Yeah, and I guess AMC is doing like a huge movie marathon to get ready for it oh that's that's a good idea yeah but i don't feel like sitting in a movie theater for like all the movies oh yeah how how long would that be that almost feels like two days yeah they'd um, have to cut some of them out i would assume they're probably cut out some maybe the, some of the earlier ones yeah the ones that don't connect as much yeah another a trailer dropped for a movie called mr holmes which is um uh ian mcclellan uh Gandalf playing a aging uh, Sherlock Holmes in his uh, Twilight of Life. Kind of he's like retired and stuff. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of going along. He's maybe kind of losing a little bit. Like he has possibly dementia, which would be like the worst thing ever to happen to Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I mean, it looks like one of those interesting movies. And it's really weird because it's not going to be available in the UK yet. Huh. Yeah, and I'm like, you're taking a British character from a from British book series with British actors, and it's not quite available in the UK. Yeah, it's like one of the most British things to, to ever, ever British. British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Huh. I wonder if there's some kind of licensing issue there is why. I don't see how. I mean, I don't know. I mean, in some places, Sherlock Holmes is considered public domain and not in others, and I wonder if there's... It's a little stricter in the UK, considering that's where he originated. I don't know. That might be the reason. I don't know, but there was that story a few weeks ago where somebody found like an unheard of Sherlock Holmes story, like in their attic or something. Huh? Yeah, it's like something like like some lost story that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote about Sherlock Holmes. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was like almost like uh like the like the Holy Grail of like of of book people kind of yeah. thing. It's um, like. James Bond is in the public domain in some places and not in others. Wow, that's really weird. Yeah, James I think, Bond isn't that old. I think in, in Canada, James Bond is in the public domain. So if you were Canadian and wrote and starred in and hired only Canadian actors and only shot it in Canada and didn't use stuff from the the movies, just the books, you could make your own James Bond movie and legally call it James Bond. <laughs> that's about all I really have on movie news per se. Chappie comes out this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It looks really good. I know. You know, for, you know, a South American remake of essentially um, Short Circuit. And but... Short Circuit RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll probably be better than RoboCop. Johnny Five-O. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I want to see it. Of course, it's done by the same guys who did um, uh, uh, District 9 and stuff like that. I really enjoyed that movie. I, I never saw that. It's probably something I should. It's one of those missing gaps in my movie vocabulary. Really? Never saw, you never saw District 9? No. And it was all over the place, like on Netflix yeah, for a oh, long yeah. time. It's surprisingly graphic. Huh. Like, it, it really comes out of left field with it. Like, yeah, it's got, like, terrible language and stuff. And then, like, two-thirds of the way through the movie, all of a sudden, there's, like, sudden gore. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> it was really, really, like jarring kind of but that looks good I, i'll probably end up maybe seeing it this weekend as far as uh tv news goes um community season six yay it's coming 
I like community. I do. I do like community. Did that sound sarcastic? I yes, didn't mean it, did. it to be. It was I love very community. sarcastic. Oh, whoops. it was very like a woo yeah. No, I'm I'm just being a bad actor, I guess. I, I really like community. March seventeenth. I'm, I'm way behind on it. I haven't seen it since like Chevy Chase was still on the show. Oh jeez. But I love the show. Yeah, March seventeenth on a uh, Yahoo screen, which is apparently a thing. Yeah, well, it's also a free thing. Huh. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, make their money through advertising revenues, so kind of like YouTube. Yeah. But uh, yeah, March seventeenth, Community season six. There's gonna be a bunch of new characters. There would have to be. They're down to like how many people from the original cast? Uh, let's see here. Joel McHale, uh, the guy who plays Abed. Is Allison Bree still on it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep, she's still there. Annie's still there. Yvette Nicole Brown left, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, let's um, see here. Uh, the the dean's still around, and uh, Gillian Jacobs left, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. And then um, Donald Glover's gone. Yeah, he was lo- gone a long time ago. Uh, the guy uh, Chen. Oh yeah. Oh, he got way too big for for internet TV. Well, he's he's on there. Oh, he's still on it. Yeah, oh. he's still on. Huh. Yeah, he's still on. He's still there. He's trying to make his his point in the world. I guess. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I'll I'll watch it. Six seasons in a movie. Oh yeah, get that movie going on. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch up and then watch it. <laughs> HBO has announced, or well, pretty much announced their their new streaming service, which will be available without a HBO subscription, is coming out, and they've changed the name. Instead of being HBO Go, it's going to be called HBO Now. Seems arbitrary. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the legalities of it all are, uh-huh. but uh, it reportedly. It's looking at maybe coming out in April, which a lot of people are hoping for is in time of the Game of Thrones premiere. And uh, it may be 15... It's not confirmed yet, but it may be 15 bucks a month. It's not bad. I mean... Which is about the price of an HBO subscription. Yeah. But then you'd have to have cable. And some people don't have cable. Yeah. You pile cable on top of that 15 bucks, and it's quite a bit. It is, because that's the boat I'm in. Yeah. I... I don't think I would get it though. I already pay for Netflix and Hulu, and that's almost together. That's only a little bit more than that HBO Now subscription is. Yeah, but some people really want their Game of Thrones. Yeah, which is another thing I need to catch up on. I've I've only seen like half the first season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those bad people that never. I have I'm I won't watch the series because I never read the books. Oh. Well, I didn't read the books. Like either, I started but... the first book and then I never finished it, and I get yelled at all the time about it. <laughs> I I want to play the Telltale game, but I can't because I'm not caught up to caught the up series. To the se- yeah, yeah. Because I think it starts at the end of episode three or episode season three, so you have to have watched up to season three to be able to follow the game. Yeah, and it's been a drought of Telltale games. They released that Borderlands one that was really good, and then it's been almost two months. And they haven't had episode two yet. Well, they kind of ran into that before. Yeah, it's like Wolf Among Us all over again. I know. <laughs> that was terrible because it was like, it was Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead. Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead. We had to wait two months for the new episode. Yeah. They really stretched that out. I mean, it was good. It was really, really good and a lot of entertaining. Uh, like the whole visual novel thing is getting to be a great idea. Yeah, I, I love the Telltale games. I, I get the uh, craving to play one every month and... 
there's and there isn't one. I know. Or I can't. Unfortunately, they don't really have a lot of replay value. No, because there's not really not not a lot changes. I mean, by the end, it's still pretty much all the same ending. Yeah, it's just a matter of how how much of a jerk your character can be. Either you're going to be a great guy or a jerk. Yeah, it's always that dichotomy with video games, and they they need to look away from that a little bit. It's too too cut and dry, too black and white. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I thought Wolf Among Us was a little better about it. Well, that in the story was kind of like Bigby wants to be the good guy, and you have that kind of that role play forced over top of your decisions where you're like, well, what would Bigby, Bigby want me to do in this situation? Well, yeah, well, if you read the comics, you know, Bigby's violent yeah. and a jerk. I mean, there were like a lot of times, like in the, you know, I was playing the game, I'm like, okay, I could be super nice or I could be a more accurate version of Bigby and I will smash the crap out of everything in this bar with his baseball bat. Yeah. Oh man, that's, that's such a good game. Yeah, that was the different thing about Wolf Among Us is that you were playing this character that had established like. True. I mean, unlike The Walking Dead, where maybe characters from the comics slash show may have popped up as like cameos. Yeah, but for the most part, you played these new people that you were kind of you were making who these people were. Yeah. You were deciding what their morals are. Kinda. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. As opposed to deciding the morals of an already established character, yeah, which which they done a lot with, you know, with the whole like the whole Borderlands thing, and you're playing brand new characters where other characters kind of make little you know you know show up and go hi and then gone, yeah. And I believe it's kind of the same way with the with the Game of Thrones too, because I think you're playing a completely new character who interacts with existing characters. Hmm. But that's just what I've read because I'm not going to play it because I don't want to get the crap spoiled out of yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. That's why I can't play it. Yeah, that's about it on the uh, the whole front of TV I've got. I guess we kind of talk about uh, kind of gaming news a little bit if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, It was announced actually yesterday. It was supposed to be a big surprise announcement today. On It was IGN exclusive, but somebody at IGN's finger apparently slipped on the button, and they accidentally released the video yesterday for a little bit. Revealing that Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain is coming out September first. I love Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, Metal Gear is one of my favorite favorite franchises. <laughs> I mean, I remember seeing uh, I I watched like the fifteen minute play demo of Phantom Pain's like a while ago when they had that uh, from E three oh, yeah. last year. I think. I don't think I ever watched that. I did. I, I watched it. I feel bad for watching it actually because it spoils things, but a little Ugh. bit, but. Uh, I'm kind of excited for Metal Gear Online. Yeah, I, I never got to play it when it was on PlayStation 3 with uh, Metal Gear 4. I heard it wasn't very good. This one actually looks like it might be interesting. But also, it's like a whole team of snakes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and you can like customize what your snake looks like. It's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, he is a clone. Why not have more clones? Yeah, but th- but this is before. <laughs> this is be- your, your big boss. Oh, yeah, that's true. This takes place after, after 3. But is the whole game going to take place after three? I'm assuming so. I could see him throwing a curveball and and putting it somewhere else. Ooh, like somehow getting old Snake back or something? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Oh man. Because like he threw a curveball with two, where like you play a Snake for the first half of the game, and then you're riding for the other half somewhere completely different. Was it even half the game? It felt like you were Snake, like maybe a fourth. Maybe. Yeah, you were like Snake, like barely. And then all of a sudden you're you're raiding the entire time and 
snake Pliskins running around yeah, helping Iroquois you out. Pliskin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really do love the Metal Gear games. Yeah. I know that they're so overblown and like just over the top, but that's what makes me like them. Well, that and like there's a lot of story going on. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little boring. Like they get the whole, you know, political discussions and history of war. Oh, and I crap. love when they get philosophical, like Sometimes. ridiculously philosophical. <laughs> Snake, do you believe love can bloom on a battlefield? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like one of my animes. Just like just Hideo Kojima, the creator, just. It's one of the most creator-driven video games that there are, and you just see him all over it. Well, like, yeah. It's kind of weird, though, because if you go back and play like the, the original games, like Metal Gear and Snake's Revenge, it's not really like that. But I granted, they're on the NES, so it's yeah. not really a lot you can do with it. Also, those games are hard. Oh, yeah. They're really ridiculously hard. I, Grounds, did you play Ground Zeroes, the kind no, of preview I, to Metal Gear 5? No. It was good enough that it makes me excited about the new one. Yeah, it's really short. It's like only two hours long. If you know what you're doing, you can do it in a half hour. Jeez. But uh, it, the gameplay was good enough, and the, the story was there enough to make me really want this new one. Yeah, I feel like a bad Metal Gear fan. I haven't played a Metal Gear game since the original Acid. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you never played 4? No, I never had a I never oh, I never had a PlayStation Three. Oh, four is really good. I mean, I watched a lot of stuff of it. I, mean, I know it's, it's got mostly like a, a movie. Well, yeah, I know. Like <laughs> the opening's like what almost an hour long. Yeah, and it's just like pretty much cinematics. Yeah, there's more cinematics than gameplay. Honestly, that's that's kind of dumb. It is kind of dumb, but overall, it makes a ridiculous experience, especially when you've been so engulfed in the franchise the the way it calls back to the other ones and the way it ties story up well yeah because uh doesn't like uh, i know like psycho Manus comes back too yeah what well, sort of it's it's an awesome eight hour long movie w- that you play sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i've always wanted to get into it but it's one of those things is i already had a system and yeah. i couldn't justify buying it for one game actually didn't play a lot of it. I watched somebody else play through it in college. <laughs> so no wonder it felt like an eight-hour movie that you sometimes play, because I only played it a little bit. But Well, that was pretty much people who did play it. It was pretty much had the same opinion. Yeah. Well, the other thing is they're doing a special edition, a collector's edition of it, too, that has like a bunch of extra stuff for Metal Gear Online. But the coolest thing is it comes with a half-scale replica of Snake's bionic hand that he apparently has in this game. What? Yeah, so in the box, you get a replica bionic hand that's, like, red and really cool looking. I didn't realize Snake had a fake hand. I think that's something that happens in the game because he never did in 4. Yeah. Well, in 4, he, he's a different guy. Yeah. He was he was Solid Snake. Yeah, and he's a clone. And- in 3 and... um. I think in Phantom Pain, you're, you're Big Boss. The, yeah. You're the original Snake. Well, Big Boss does show up in 4. Well, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I, I, I watched the ending of it. <laughs> but yeah, jeez. Uh, I, I, I don't understand. How, it's supposed to be like 1970-something, right? Yeah, it's a 1970s Bionic Hand. Because <laughs> there's, there's 1970s Metal Gears that couldn't exist. Well, true. I guess the whole alternate history kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and there's a special edition console too that's red and black and yellow like the hand is. Okay, is it just is it just a specific console or is it going to be PlayStation Four? Oh, so because I know it's coming out for Xbox One too. Yeah, 
But so, I don't think they have an exclusive console. It's just for PlayStation. <laughs> oh, that's lame. Darn it. It, it. It's kind of cool, but not cool enough to work. Because I have a PlayStation 4, and I don't feel like, oh, man, if I just would have waited. Yeah. Like, it's not that cool. Yeah, I still haven't bought an X-Gen yet. But I think I'm still going to go with an Xbox One. Looks like it's time for us to take a break, and we'll come back after some music. Nerd Overload would like to thank IDE Computers for their support. With over 19 years of service, IDE is located on Delaware Avenue, Marion, 387-3376. In the middle of the earth, in the land of Shire, lives a brave little hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe fuzzy woolly toes he lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him bilbo bilbo baggins he's only three feet tall bilbo bilbo baggins the bravest little hobbit of them all now hobbits are peace loving folks you know they're never in a hurry and they take Slow. They don't like to travel away from home They just like to eat and be left alone But one day Bilbo was asked to go On a big adventure to the caves below To help some dwarves get back their gold That was stolen by a dragon in the days of old Bilbo, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins Only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins Bravest little hobbit of them all. Well, he fought with the goblins. He battled a troll. He riddled with Gollum. A magic ring he stole. He was chased by wolves, lost in the forest, escaped in a barrel from the elf king's halls. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. That brave little hobbit whom we all admire Just sitting on a treasure of silver and gold Puffing on his pipe in his hobbit Ho, ho, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins He's only three feet tall Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins The bravest little hobbit of them all Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins And we're back. That was... The Ballad of Bilbo Baggins by the late, great Leonard Nimoy, which that was big news this week that yeah. he unfortunately passed. Yeah. I mean, that was Friday? I think yeah, that Friday. sounds about right. That was Friday. I've pretty much been in a kind of a rut ever since. Yeah, it was a real bummer. And like, oh, he's such a, he was such a great guy and such a, a big pillar of geekdom. I know. I mean, you don't think about something until it actually happens. Yeah. Like, growing up, Leonard Nimoy was like an icon of my childhood, just like Shatner and uh, Patrick Stewart and all of them. Sometimes I forget how much Star Trek was really a part of my young life. I'm I'm the exact opposite. When I was a kid, I didn't like Star Trek at all. Really? Yeah, but now I love it, like a lot. <sighs> wow. <laughs> like almost more. Probably I like now. I like Star Trek more than I do Star Wars. When I was a kid, it was the other way around. Uh, I'm about equal ground on both. Really. Yeah, it's not too much more. But when I heard he had went to the hospital for chest pains, I pretty much had the thought, I'm like, well, he's like 83 years old. 
this is probably not going to end well. Yeah. Such such a an icon. I know. And not just for Star Trek either. He was like he did in that show In Search of and he yep. was uh He was on Fringe. Yeah. As a villain. He did a lot of photography of um larger women. Yeah, he had that book that came out yeah. about what a year ago, two years ago? Something like that. Uh, it was a collection of his photos yeah. from that. I'm I mean, he's this and everything I've ever heard of anyone ever talk about him is he was always just the nicest guy. Yeah. Well, he he fought to get uh, Nichelle Nichols equal pay on the set of Star Trek. Yeah. I, and that was after she had decided she she had, well, was deciding to quit. Yeah. But then, you know. Uh, Martin Luther King told her not to. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, you know, more representation, especially in that day and age. You oh, know? yeah. That's really important. The whole thing with Nimoy is this. You don't realize, I mean, I, I'll admit, a lot of times Nimoy probably didn't come straight to mind. I mean, yeah, I've got a shirt with Spock on it and stuff like that. And and I really, and I've always really loved, really enjoyed his work. Oh, also the fact that he was a director. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He directed. Uh, Star Trek Three. Yeah. And I think he did four, too. Um, that one I'm not 100% sure. I know he definitely did three. I know he did two of the movies. Oh, yeah. And he did Three Men and a Baby. Oh, yeah. Which is another, you know. You know, a classic movie right there. And that's a great movie. I mean, he's this, he did so much work in and out of the, uh, you know, behind the camera, in front of the camera. I mean, is this, didn't we get a question about the whole? Yes, we did. We actually, we got a reader question from Charles Pinnock, who may or not, may not be my father. <laughs> that, uh, um, let me think about what it was. It was, uh, oh, about Shatner not going to his funeral. Yeah. And what do we think about that? I'm of two minds of it. I mean, I understand people's outrage of everything. You know, the guy was like his best friend, and you couldn't break an engagement to go to his funeral. But at the same time, I know Leonard Nimoy was a big pillar of charity, and you know, probably in some respects, he would he would have preferred maybe Shatner to keep doing good work for charity. Um, the fact that they knew each other so well, and it's. Maybe not so much a insult that he didn't come to his funeral. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a tough call because like we don't know the these people personally. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, they've been friends for forever. You know, years and years and years. I mean, it's really hard to tell. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it kind of feels like Shatner trying to make it about himself. <laughs> possibly yeah, like a little bit like he's going hey look at me i'm doing charity when that's not what this is about <laughs> i don't know i mean I, I, but i don't want to i don't want to say that's definitely it. i don't want to burn that bridge no you know we don't want to <laughs> want to lose our opportunity to have william shatner on this show <laughs> i mean i don't know people are going to think what people I, I, my opinion is it is what it is, and it is what it isn't. It I mean, kinda, I, it kind of sucks to think about it in the the wider sense that you know that Kirk wasn't at Spock's funeral, but in the end, it really it's not really going to make that big of a difference. No, like like I'm sure that Shatner feels really bad about it. Oh and yeah, and I'm sure it's something what... he's going to regret for the rest of his life. Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how maybe the other surviving cast members think about it. Yeah. I mean, I know there toward the end, 
Shatner wasn't exactly great to uh, James Duran, uh, Scotty. Yeah. Because Scotty was, you know, his mind was going near the end. And I, I've heard interviews and stuff where he just was not the greatest friend to him huh. in that state. And then, of course, you know, DeForest Kelly is gone. and Yeah. Shatner's just such a personality that, like, you never know what he's going to do. This is like, true. Yeah. I mean, he, I haven't been really a huge fan of Shatner's in a while. Yeah. Because it always seems like it's always bad news coming out from him. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of right. Usually when something happens with Shatner, it's usually something that is not, not good for him. No. But he also is an icon, and the day that he eventually passes on, I will probably be just as equally as sad. Yeah. I mean... It's kind of amazing to see how much the internet has come together, like the global world, and to celebrate the life of Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, that it's cool how everybody all all comes together over the over. He's a good person. Everybody unanimously over the world agrees that he's a great guy. Yeah, is is the feeling that I get, and that's that's a great thing for when somebody passes to have everybody. Th- remember how great you were yeah i mean i think it definitely it speaks volumes of the life you lived and the body of work that you performed yeah i mean it's definitely a whole it's definitely a um you know you are generally a great person and the fact that the world misses you this much just celebrities all over the place were talking about it all my friends were talking about it i mean i got to work monday night and my friend chrissy goes i'm sorry to hear about spock Uh oh I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I, I heard it while I was at work, and I was just bummed. I actually I watched a tribute video, video to him late Friday night, and I I cried pretty hard about it. I mean, I'll admit it. I was prob- The only time I've been this bummed about a celebrity passing away is probably uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams earlier. Well, I guess it wasn't this year. It was last end of last year. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird that these people I've never met could have such an effect on my life yeah i mean i had a friend uh i have a friend on facebook she was pretty broken up about it he was always uh like an icon of her childhood she actually met him as a child oh wow yeah um and she uh she threw up the spock and the live long and prosper to him uh, at a like a convention or something and he threw it back and had a big laugh about it that's cool and ever since then because and she had this great experience with him and every photo she's in, she she throws it up, and it's a. Uh, she went she went to uh, she went out with her husband, and they called it a uh, drinking in tribute to Gran- to Grandpa Nimoy. Uh huh. I mean, it's again, it's just everyone loved him. There was ne- no one ever said a bad thing about him. Yeah. And honestly, I don't really think there's too much to re- really can say more about it. No. I mean, it's he lived a long he lived long, and he prospered. prospered. So, in a little bit of. Uh, Non-depressing news, I saw an article where the Spider-Man Marvel slash Sony reboot is may not be an origin story. That's great, because God knows we've seen that particular origin story enough times. Yeah, I mean, I just want a superhero movie where I know the character. Everyone knows the character. There are two characters in pop culture that, ever, that everybody knows, Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah. We know their stories. We don't need to be retold how many times their story is. How many times have I seen the the fam, the Wayne family die, and yeah. how many times have I seen Uncle Ben get shot? We know with great power comes great responsibility. And yes, <laughs> I mean if you want to, you know, do a reboot and stuff and allude to that, fine. Do like a flashback or something. 
Yeah, know, I mean, something can, short. You can sum it up in like two sentences. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it makes me excited because the fact that that would save us a from a third origin reboot of Spider-Man, which is just absurd. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, if they wanted to do a full origin reboot. Get Miles Morales. Yeah. There's an origin that people yeah. haven't seen. I mean, yes, he's he parallels to Peter Parker pretty hard. I mean, it's almost the same. The fact that his uncle comes home with a spider from Oscorp and it bites him. You know? At least it's different, though. Yeah. yeah. At least it will be different. I, I don't mean, know. That, but part of what makes the Marvel movies so good now is that we're out of origin mode and we're getting actual cool stories where they just get to do cool superhero stuff. Like, all the time. Yeah. I'll tell you, uh, Thor 2, The Dark World, I loved it so much more than the first Thor. Oh, yeah, it was so good. I mean, it was Thor thawing the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> thawing it up. <laughs> oh, man, buddy cop movie, Thor and Thorin from Lord of the Rings. Oh, shit. Thor and Thorin. Oh, my God. Hitting the streets. They're going to be Thor tomorrow. <laughs> so in uh, other movie news you were talking about, Something with the Masters Universe finally creeping up, right? Oh, yeah. Well, there's there's a guy at Sony, I forget his name, that's been really pushing for it and really, really working on that Masters of the Universe movie that they want to do. And he released concept art of Battle Cat, uh, He-Man's trusty green cat steed. Slash sidekick, <laughs> yeah. slash partner. And it's just really dark and gritty Battle Cat. <laughs> like, a lot of brown. You couldn't even tell he's green from that picture, really. This is true. I mean, it's got to be better than the fact that Battle Cat had no representation in the last Masters of the Universe movie. True, but that that weird movie. <laughs> yeah, which was very similar to one of the Beastmaster movies, <laughs> where Darn sh- shows up in modern, well, at the time, modern day, like New York or something. I don't know. Um, I'd be interested to see a Masters of the Universe, mostly because I grew up on He-Man and... I loved He-Man. As terrible as it is, and as much of a joke as it's been made into by yeah. everybody. It pretty, it pretty much is. It's a huge punchline to Saturday morning cartoon joke. Yeah. like, But it's a great... It's good in that aspect that it's funny. I think that's what makes it work. I don't know. Maybe, I guess. Do you remember like the... God, this was probably years ago. It was like the, the 80s cartoon revival of like older cartoons that were getting rebooted into new series. Oh yeah, it wasn't too long because they did a they did a Thundercats yep. and they did the new He Man. Mm-hmm. And I I want to say they there well there was a, there's always little GI Joe things popping up. Yeah. They're mostly just little animated movies and stuff. But it was like I wish the I wish the Thundercats one would have been a little better. From what I saw, it wasn't too. I only saw like one of them, but it didn't seem too bad. No, it wasn't. Ter- I mean, it, the story makes better sense than the original cartoon did. Instead of flying through space and then crashing on a planet they don't know, they're already <laughs> on the planet and their civilization already exists. And Mumra's this evil awakening in the distance that's throwing armies at them. I mean, I don't know. I feel like like cartoons of my youth that I really, really enjoyed pretty much get crapped on because they get crappy movies. Yeah. And I'm looking at you, Transformers and GI Joe. <laughs> I loved you so much, and then you've you've done nothing for me. Oh, yeah, we, we could go on forever about the Transformers movies. Like, yeah. just from the start, just the design of the Transformers is just uh, You depressing. mean how they all look the same? Yeah, they look like a bunch of metal spaghetti slammed together. <laughs> oh, 
the only way you can tell who's a good guy and who's a bad guy is what color their eyes are. <laughs> and that's even if you can see their faces. Yeah, this Masters of the Universe movie will just be another... Has Well, I guess Hasbro didn't do it, but it'll be something like Battleship. Oh, or, God. Or Transformers. They're just forgettable garbage. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Just forgettable garbage. Probably. I mean, you'll have a shirtless dude swinging a sword and possibly a guy with a skull face. Yeah, and it, it won't work because they'll take it too seriously and they'll try to darken and gritty it up. Whereas if they did something fun and ridiculous and maybe kind of more like Guardians of the Galaxy out of it, then it would work. I feel like Guardians has given me too much of a, a high pedestal to put everything on. Yeah. <laughs> Everything would be better if it was just more like Guardians. <laughs> Give me more chalking trees. Give me more raccoons with guns. I just... feel like I could walk out of any movie and be like, well, it wasn't as good as Guardians. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing that ever since the Marvel movies came, came out. Like, well, it's not as good as Iron Man. Well, it's not <laughs> as good as the Avengers. Well, it's not as good as Guardians. And I, I, I feel kind of bad for that. I really hope when we walk out of Avengers 2, we don't go, well, it wasn't as good as the Avengers. I don't know. I mean, it still looks like it'll be pretty good. Yeah. I don't think that's really going to happen. I don't want it to let me down. I really don't. <laughs> I think the only one that's really kind of let me down was was Iron Man 3. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it held up as well as 1 and 2 did. I mean, it, it still wasn't bad. Yeah, it hit all the right beats, but in the end, it didn't. It wasn't as good as the other ones for some reason. I no. don't know. I mean, Captain America 2 was pretty good. Yeah. But I still kind of like the first one a little better. But also, I liked that World War II aesthetic. Yeah, that was that's in, really that cool. was in, that was in the first one. Well, speaking of World War II, I did get into Heroes and Generals. Oh, did you? Yeah, I played it for a couple hours. I like it, but I get killed constantly all oh, the yeah. time. When you're infantry, <laughs> that's pretty much your job. Is just to go out there and get killed. Yeah, it's it's not it's not about it's not like Call of Duty where it's like, oh man, my KD, your KDR, your KDR. <laughs> no, it's about taking points. It doesn't matter how many times you die. It's about taking points because that's where you get that's where you get the the big experience points from. But yeah, was getting uh, I, I oh god, I was playing I was playing the other day and uh, I came to a realization that the the SMGs, like their sounds in the distance, they sound like drums. They're they're <laughs> snare drums. <laughs> there's either there's either guys with SMGs over this hill or a wicked drum solo. <laughs> Like serious? Or wicked drum circle. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like I'm, I was like hiding in like behind a box, and all of a sudden I hear, I was like, what is going on? It's like a drum line out is there. Is Neil Pert over there? <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear, dude, I'm like, well, that's it. Must be Def Leppard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. It, it'd be nice if the server could stay up longer than two hours. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the first time I sat down to play it, the server was down. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, I tweeted at them. I tweeted them the, uh, yesterday about how angry I've been with their downtime. I mean, that that's what you get with early access, though, because it is early access Steam. When, I know they, it's still technically when they a beta. Release a game to get money to fund it, basically. Yeah, I mean, and it is, and it is a foreign developer and everything, and it's fun. I mean, it's not the prettiest, and it's not the most polished, but... I somehow got funneled into playing as a Nazi. Yeah, that's like your... Uh, the Germ Germany is the default. Oh, that's You'd have, weird. <laughs> you gotta hit, you gotta hit the, uh, the arrow to switch between oh. if you want to be an American. See, I've already like, like gotten a weapon for this guy, and like now I don't want to switch, but I really don't want to be a Nazi. <laughs> That's pretty much how I started. Was I was like, like, well, I've been playing this long as a German. Well, I guess I'm going to stay German. <laughs> yeah. 
And then the Russians came out, and I was like, looks like I'm starting over. <laughs> the progression yeah. feels a little slow, too. It is. Um, but also, uh, talking about in uh, other gaming news, I guess uh, EA, which is really weird how this came out, is the fact that uh, it's during the gaming the big the the gaming convention yeah gdc is there close they closing the doors of uh their maxis main studio which is kind of on one hand it's kind of sad because maxis is a big deal i mean they made sim city i mean all those sim games sim ant sim tower yeah well they didn't actually make sim tower that was actually a japanese thing that they published but that's besides the point (laughs) (laughs) sim earth that all those games and the sims all those games came from Maxis. They were a big publisher. Back in the day. Back in the day. Now I feel like they've been more of just a ceremonial name. Yeah, especially since uh, Will Wright, who is the creator of SimCity and was the head of Maxis, has long, long been gone from Maxis. So how how much is it still Maxis if Will Wright hasn't been there? This is true. I mean, and it's not like the IPs are going away. They're being funneled into different teams. Yeah. Like, I mean, EA is a huge conglomerate of oh, the yeah. studios. Oh yeah, like I I read uh like their I think it's called like Red their Redwood Studios or whatever, which I guess is Redwood Maxis is like their uh, the actual Sims team. Like so, your little your little virtual families are going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> they still have a Maxis to look over them. <laughs> yeah, and then um uh, there's like a health their Helsinki branch is still going to be open. Is it's it's it's. It almost feels like it's not really closing. They're just shifting stuff yeah. around. But also, a great Maxis game hasn't come out for a long time. True. Well, Sims 4 was good. Eh. I like Sims. It cut it back to basics a little bit, and I think that that helped. It was more, you were having more fun with the core aspect of The Sims. Yeah, but like resource-wise, it's a bit of a monster. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I'm surprised my laptop could run it, honestly. But <laughs> and the newest SimCity game was not oh, good. It was a debacle. It was it, terrible. It didn't work at first. The it... servers were down all the time. Yeah. The fact that you needed to connect to a server to play a single player game to even to begin with. I mean, I've always had a problem with DRM stuff, and I mean, it's ridiculous. And the fact that it took them forever to make well, okay, we'll 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 give you this non-DRM, you know version yeah, was, or option or which whatever. they said wasn't possible for the longest time until and then hackers made a mod that made it possible and then finally they went around and said all right we'll give you a single player mode to where you don't have to connect i mean it's i don't know it's it's sad and it's not i mean yeah. i've been a lot i've been a lot sadder with other developers closing i mean i i, I don't know this one feels kind of empty yeah it's kind of, it's just it's a technical thing a technical behind the scenes shifting that isn't actually as big of a deal as it sounds. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's EA being EA, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, that's about all the really news that's going on. And I really appreciate everyone listening. And uh, you can check us out at uh, nerdoverload.com. You can also come over to our Facebook page and uh, give us a like, yeah. ask us questions before we do our shows and everything. Facebook.com slash nerdoverload website. Um, you can. We're on uh, Twitter. It's uh, nerd underscore overload, and I also have my personal Twitter uh, at bearded midgetor. Or you could reach me on Twitter at at no cody p, and, uh, which is re- actually what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we really appreciate you listening to us, and uh, we'll catch you next week. And we hope you all live long and prosper. This show has been brought to you by IDE Computers. <laughs>